who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Empty Set Entertainment presents Slay. Created by Scott Sigler and Rob Otto. Performed by Scott Sigler. This story is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Howdy, junkie. Yes, we are back with a brand new season of Slay. Lincoln, Magda, Ariella, Billy, Dragon, and, of course, Shitbird have a whole new set of problems to deal with. Now, if you haven't heard Slay Season 1, stop this episode and go listen. Season 1 of Slay is in this very podcast feed. Get thee behind me, Satan! By which I mean, get thee back to episode 1 of season 1, junkie! I think you can see how those things are completely synonymous, I'm sure. I'm so excited to bring you these new episodes. Let's not beat around the bush. This story picks up immediately after the epilogue of season 1. That was Slay episode 35. What you're about to listen to is episode 38, as we are keeping the two Q&A episodes as part of the overall feed. Those Q&A episodes were 36 and 37. You do not need to listen to those to dive into episode 38. Let me get you caught up on the story so far, and then we will dive right in. Enjoy. Previously on Slay. With help from Bobby the Minotaur, Gary Sater, his brother Lucas, and his sister Sophia, Lincoln Franks defeated Dante Oganov, along with his henchmen Oleus Oakbeard and Boss Hogg, thereby stopping Dante from killing Kalista and taking over the enlightened crime scene in the city of Lumencia. While Lincoln fought this battle at Kalista's club, across town at the Old Stone Church, Billy Littleby Middleton, Magda Magdalene, Ariella Goldsmith, and Dragon, the sometimes Dachshund, squared off against the Rolling Outlaws gang, led by Billy's longtime bully, Butch Riggins. Billy cut his hands severely while freeing Dragon from a magical wire net. Once loosed, Dragon killed the entire gang, leaving a trail of blood and bodies strewn about the church and damaging the nave which Lincoln and Magda use as their living room. 
Thinking they had won the day and somehow survived against rough odds, Magda used worm-like magical organisms called carofactors to start healing the wounds of Lincoln and Billy, while Bingles and his sex gnomes cleaned up the carnage left by Dragon's rampage. Bingles sensed a dark presence approaching the church. He and his crew bailed, leaving Lincoln, Magda, Ariella, and Dragon to square off against this new threat. That dark presence turned out to be Billy's grandmother, who, unbeknownst to Billy, is an incredibly powerful mage. Wearing only a muumuu, the elderly, overweight woman proceeded to kick the living shit out of Lincoln and company, putting Lincoln down with a lightning blast to the groinal region. And now, episode one of Slay, season two. Lincoln adjusted his position in the lawn chair. Magda, he said, will you give me some ice for my nuts? On the lawn chair to his right, Magda rubbed at her temples. Get a your own damn self, she said. My head is killing me. Lincoln's head was killing him, too, a side effect of magical electrocution. His nuts felt like they had been cooked in a microwave. The bag of frozen peas was the only vegetable left in the house. He doubted anyone would eat it now after it had resided in his pants. I'll get it for you, Ariella said. She headed for the kitchen, but made it only two steps before the moo-moo-wrapped wrecking ball leaning against the blood-spattered beer pong table raised a finger in warning. You keep your skinny ass where I can see you, the old woman said. The old woman, known only as Grandma thus far, breathed slow and deep, trying to recover from the battle. Battle? wasn't really the right word, Lincoln knew, as the overweight wizard had kicked the collective asses of him, Magda, Ariella, and Dragon. Grandma, Billy said, could you talk a little bit quieter? You're scaring my dog. Billy sat cross-legged on the lawn chair to Lincoln's left, a trembling, long black fur dachshund curled up in his lap, tail tucked tight between her little legs. Dragon whimpered softly. She, too, still felt the effects of the wizard's painful, powerful threadwork. Billy couldn't pet her on account of the worms slowly weaving in and out and around his hands and his fingers. All right, William, baby, Grandma said, her voice softer. I can do that. Dragon wouldn't leave Billy's side. Shitbird, on the other hand, was nowhere to be seen. The raven was made for recon, not fighting. When fists flew, Shitbird headed for higher ground. Lincoln shifted in his seat, and he winced. Since we're prisoners in our own place, you mind telling me why you came in so hot? And what's your name, anyway? Someone of your power, living in Lumencia? I should have heard about you long ago. Magda grunted in agreement. Ariella said nothing. Grandma's fine, the old woman said. The less you know about me, the better. At least you're consistent, Billy said, a dark bite to his words. Seeing as I don't apparently know anything about you either. Grandma winced, and it wasn't due to electrocuted testicles. I know William, baby, she said. 
This has to be hard on you, but trust me, it's for the best. Billy shook his head. That ain't gonna cut it, Grandma. I got some kind of power in me. I thought it came out of nowhere, but after seeing what you can do, I figure you knew it was there all along, and you didn't tell me. That about right? The look on Grandma's face reminded Lincoln of his father. Jacoby Franks did not truck with the back talk. Neither did Grandma. But this wasn't a kid complaining because he couldn't get the car for the night or because he didn't want to clean his bedroom. Of course I knew, she said. I blocked your power and dampened mine so as to be undetectable. I did it to keep you safe, and it worked. Until your dumbass decided to get into the drug game. Yeah, I found out. That's what started all this, right? You wanted to be a gangster. You wanted to be a big man. I wanted to go to college, Billy said. Billy and Grandma both thought the other was at fault, and yet at the same time, each knew they had done the other wrong. Let's do group therapy later, Ariella said. Answer my partner's question, Grandma. Why did you attack? Who did you think had Billy? The old woman could probably turn Ariella to ash with a snap of her fingers, yet Ariella showed no fear. Lincoln had underestimated the woman from day one. Ariella Goldsmith had a pair. A metaphorical, unelectrocuted pair, but a pair nonetheless. Someone powerful, the old woman looked at Magda. Someone vicious. Magda sat forward. Vestinian? You telling us a Vestinian is after Billy? I'm afraid so, Grandma said. He wants Billy's power. Billy's eyes narrowed. The power that you hid from me? That power? Yeah, that power, Grandma said. You got more than you can comprehend right now. We need to keep you off that man's radar. Lincoln had protected Billy against the likes of Oleus Oakbeard and the Flechette sisters. Vestinian? That was another story entirely. Magda stood sharply. Can Vestinian track Billy's power? Does he know you're Billy's grandmother? Could he have followed you here? Lincoln endured a hard hit of guilt, remembering how Magda had suffered, and still suffered, at the hands of Vestinian. Grandma took in a slow breath. No, he can't track Billy's power, she said. Not till Billy's shown more than he does right now. Yes, Vistinian knows my connection with William. And no, he didn't follow me. I burned a big fat hunk of thread to make a decoy. I sent it to Toledo. He's probably chasing that decoy right now. William and I need to get far away from here before we detox and go cold. Ariella nodded. The sooner, the better. Don't let the door hit you on the collective ass. Billy hung his head. Ariella might have a pair, but she could use some lessons intact. William, baby, get your things, Grandma said. And before you ask, we can't take your dog. She'll be fine right here. Billy hung his head. Magda 
picked up her blue glass bong, held it tight to her chest. She stared off, unable to look at Billy. Lincoln cleared his throat. He caught Magda's eye. They had been partners and best friends so long, he didn't need to spell it out. This was her call to make. He would fight to protect Billy, but he couldn't force Magda to do the same. Vestinian was her living nightmare, a dark shadow in the closet no matter where she lay her head. He saw the fear in her eyes, the turmoil of her resurgent memories. And yet, almost imperceptibly, Magda nodded. So brave. So selfless. Billy can stay, Lincoln said, if that's what he wants. Billy's head snapped up. Really? Grandma waggled a finger. No, no, no. William ain't staying here, she said. Boy, I said get your things. If I have to tell you one more time, I will drag you out of here, kicking in. In the blink of an eye, ignoring the pain in his head and in his beanbag, Lincoln came out of the lawn chair and crossed the room, had a firm yet gentle hand on Grandma's throat before she had time to react. This is my home, he said. You do not threaten my friend in my home. During the fight, Grandma had burned through her readily available thread. Outside, she could probably still trash him in a heartbeat, but she had let herself get too tired and then too close. Grandma moved only her eyes, glared at him with fury. You put your hands on me, boy. That's a mistake. Her eyes started to swirl with yellow mist. Both of you stop it, Billy snapped. Link, let her go. Grandma, stop being an asshole. The kid's vehemence caught them both off guard. Billy was the victim here, not Lincoln, and not Grandma. Lincoln lowered his hand. Grandma blinked rapidly, and the yellow mist vanished. Sorry, William, baby, she said. I'm just trying to keep you safe. By lying to me? Billy shook his head. My whole life long, you lied to me? Grandma nodded, unashamed. Better to keep you in the dark than have you torn to pieces. I'm not in the dark anymore, Billy said. I'm staying here. I don't want nothing to do with you for a little while. There was something in the kid's voice Lincoln hadn't heard before. A foreshadowing, perhaps, of the man Billy might become. Whatever it was, it was clear his mind was made up and there would be no talking him out of it, for any reason. William, Grandma said, I have to go. If you don't come with me, you're not only putting yourself in danger, you're putting your friends in danger, too. Think about that. Billy turned wide, watering eyes toward Lincoln. Lincoln nodded. Billy did the same with Magda, a silent, Are you sure? Magda nodded. Billy faced his grandmother. I'm staying. Grandma seemed to sag. In that small collapse, Lincoln sensed the work she had put in, the sacrifices she must have made. A wizard 
going cold, shutting their power off completely, that was a rare, rare thing. All right, she said. It's your choice. I hid something else from you. The way you look, well, it ain't the way you look. Billy's brow furrowed in confusion. What are you talking about, Grandma? Am I? Oh, my God. Grandma, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not white, am I? She rolled her eyes. Oh, hell no, nothing so bad as that. Ariella raised a hand. You know, a white person is standing right here, yeah? Be quiet, Miss Thang, Grandma said. William, it's not that you aren't black, it's that you aren't small. Stand up. Magdalene, get those worms off him. Billy shifted his hips, letting Dragon fall gently to the chair. Then he stood, his worm-writhing hands held up in front of him. Magda pulled the worms from his hands and fingers. Billy gagged only once as they slid out from under his skin. Grandma rolled her neck. Lincoln heard vertebrae pop. Stay still, William, baby. She stretched a hand toward him. To a vera forma videatur. Yellow mist seeped from her fingertips, crept toward Billy, and curled around him, hiding him from view. Howdy! I am Scott, the author of this story. This episode is sponsored by Factor Meal Kits. Eating better is easy with Factor's tasty, ready-to-eat meals. There are 35-plus different options to choose from, including Protein Plus, Keto, and Calorie Smart. Want more tasty math? There are 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor Meals are no prep, no mess. A box of meals ships right to your door, saving you time. Unlike those runs to the grocery store, if you know what I'm saying. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I have eaten a bunch of Factor meals, and I got to tell you, they are really good. So head to factormeals.com slash Sigler50 and use the code Sigler50 to get 50% off. That's code Sigler50 at factormeals.com slash Sigler50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Yellow mist swirled before Billy's eyes. He felt like he was in a tornado from the Wizard of Oz. He heard dragons anxious barking. It's all right, dragon baby, he said. I'm fine. The barking stopped. Billy realized he had addressed the pup much the same way Grandma addressed him. He spoke those words because he wanted Dragon to know he was there, to know everything was all right. Grandma probably meant it the same way. Billy loved Grandma. He knew she loved him. He was so mad at her he couldn't see straight. And yet he knew she had meant what she said. She had been trying to keep him safe. Did that excuse her lies? No, not even close. Maybe he could forgive her someday. He was sure he would. But not yet. Not now. The whirlwind of yellow mist faded. Billy saw the blood-spattered movie screen first, then the rest of the room. The room looked different. The same, but different. Well, damn, Ariella said. You ain't so lil, little bee. He looked at her. Had she gotten smaller? Crazy, Magda said. This some Zoltan shit right here. Zoltan. Billy knew that name from that old Tom Hanks movie, Big. Ariella hadn't gotten smaller. Billy had grown. He looked at Lincoln. They were the same height? Lincoln had been much taller. Now, Billy looked him in the eye. What the hell? Billy looked down at his own feet. Magda's pajamas had been too large. Now, the cuffs stopped at his calves. He looked at his arms. The sleeves ended close to his elbows. And his muscles. Billy squeezed his forearm, then his bicep. It was him. He could feel it. But it wasn't him at the same time. I'm not small. He looked at Grandma. Why did you change me? I didn't, she said. This is who you always were. Billy felt a burst of joy. It was a small boy's dream come true, but that burst faded instantly, replaced by the frustration and humiliation he'd suffered from endless abuse at the hands of Butch, Money Monday, and the like. Hey, Link, Billy said. How tall are you? 6'3", Lincoln said. A smidgen over, actually. Six foot three. Before the mist, Billy had been five foot four. 
His whole life long, he'd been the shortest, skinniest boy in class, and he had suffered for it. Hey, your eyes are different, Lincoln said. They're green. Six foot three with green eyes? If Billy had looked like that during his senior year, he'd have gotten all the girls. Instead, the girls had ignored him. He had not gone to his own prom. Not that he could have afforded it anyway. He had grown up poor because Grandma didn't use her powers and would not let Billy use his. She was his guardian, his caretaker, the one person in the world who was supposed to look out for him. Why did you do this to me, Grandma? You got any idea how hard it was to be the smallest kid in the neighborhood, the smallest in school? Any idea how much I got bullied? He half expected Grandma to show shame or embarrassment. She showed neither, which infuriated him all the more. I kept you small so you'd avoid conflict, Grandma said. I couldn't have you getting into fights, William, baby. Fights bring out emotion. The more anger and aggression you feel, the more likely your innate power might have overwhelmed my blocks. I couldn't allow that. Billy thumped a finger against his sternum. I got my ass kicked over and over again. You have no fucking idea what that's like, do you? Grandma stared back at him, unapologetic. I protected you from Vistinian. Billy glanced at Magda, at the scars on her face. She clutched that bong to her chest as if it would protect her. She and Lincoln had fought Vestinian. Vestinian had cut her all up. Vestinian was the reason she couldn't leave the church. Vestinian wants my power, Billy said. Why? I don't have any of that thread stuff in me, do I? Everyone looked to Grandma. Lincoln, Magda, and Ariella didn't know the answer to Billy's question. There's different kinds of power, Grandma said. The kind you got? William, baby, it's special. It's rare. You ain't the first one Vestinians come after. There was more to that story than Grandma was willing to say. Billy could sense that. Grandma, don't go, Billy said. If this guy's as dangerous as you claim, he'll come after you. We can fight this guy. Right, Link? We can fight him? Lincoln pointed to his crotch. You see me standing here with a bag of frozen peas in my goddamn pants? Billy nodded. You see Magda still hurting from your grandmother's power? You see Dragon with her tail still tucked? Billy knew where Lincoln was going with this, but maybe Lincoln wasn't seeing the big picture. I get it, Billy said. Grandma is a badass, but so are you. We can all work together and take this guy out. I can help, maybe. How Billy would help? He had no idea, but he wasn't going to let that asshole hurt his grandmother. Yeah, your grandma is a badass, Lincoln said. You notice she isn't talking about fighting Vestinian? That's because he's a badder ass. He's on a whole different level, kid. Lincoln's reaction, his expression, they frightened Billy. Billy had seen Lincoln in action. He was afraid of Vestinian too? 
I can't stay much longer, Grandma said. William, baby, are you sure you won't come with me? This was more than moving out of her place, more than finding his own way in the world. This was a life and death decision. Not just for Billy, but for Lincoln, Magda, Ariella, and Dragon, too. Ariella wanted him to leave. Lincoln and Magda wanted him to stay. Billy looked at Dragon. If he left with Grandma, he might never see the pup again. I'm staying, he said. Grandma sighed. She shook her head. You've made your decision, she said. Time for me to go. Bastinian is looking for a short, scrawny boy. He's looking for little B. No one will recognize you the way you look now. That'll help some. I suggest you fake little B's death. That'll help a bit more. But eventually, William Baby, Bastinian is going to find you. You need training. If you don't get it, you will die. Come with me, and I can give you that training. Now she wanted to use that bullshit excuse to get him to leave the old stone church. You had plenty of time to train me. She had hidden his true self away. You had years. She had hidden his power. She had made him a victim. You didn't do jack shit. Grandma started to shiver like she was standing on hot blacktop. Was she using her magic again, this time to flat out rub it in his face? Hey, Billy, Lincoln said. You're getting a little lamped up. Take it easy. Look at his eyes, Ariella said. Grandma raised her hands. They started to glow lemon yellow. William, baby, calm down, she said. Take a slow breath. Calm down. Calm down. Fuck that. You wanted me to get my ass kicked, Billy said. You wanted it. Grandma shimmered more, wavering like a wind-snapped flag. Her hands glowed orange now. She looked red. Everything in the room looked red. Somewhere far away, dragons started barking. Billy's face felt hot. So did his chest, his stomach, his arms, and his legs. He felt like he was on fire. William, baby, calm down, Grandma said from somewhere, but Billy couldn't see her, couldn't see anything but waves of heat that filled his brain that cooked him alive. I'm so hot, he said. Grandma, help me. He heard dragons furious barking, heard Lincoln yelling at him, heard Magda yelling at him, but he couldn't understand their words. The heat. He had to get rid of it. He had to. Billy's body lurched. That heat shot out of him, leaving him too weak to stand. As he fell, he smelled burning plastic and wood. He heard the screams of his friends. Before he hit the floor, he caught a glimpse of the blood-spattered projection screen blackening and curling with angry red flames.
You have been listening to Slay, created by Scott Sigler and Rob Otto. Performed by Scott Sigler. Copyright 2024, Empty Set Entertainment. For more info on Scott Sigler, his novels, short stories, and podcasts, visit scottsigler.com. Theme music is the song They're Watching Me by the band Super Weapon. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.